Hello, and welcome to Memorial Hall Library's Shelf Help Podcast. I'm Stephanie Smith, a cataloging and reference librarian. I'm Vicki Murphy. I'm the administrative secretary at the library. And I'm Jerry DeArmond, the assistant head of circulation. And today we will be talking about Jerry and Vicki's crafting projects in the library. Um, these were things that existed pre-pandemic, but are going to look a little bit different, you know, post-COVID and certainly in the coming few months as things are just starting to return to normal. So Jerry and Vicki, where do you want to begin? Um, well, we can talk about the makerspace. Um, yeah. You know, um, as you know, when we closed down last March, um, the library closed, um, our makerspace closed as well. And, um, and then we had to kind of, when we reopened, but not to the public, our, when our staff was coming in, we had to find places for our staff to be. Right, um, right. So everybody was socially distanced and we didn't have too many people in the space and everything to stay, bleh, stay safe. Um, so our makerspace became office space. So we didn't have the space or the room to be able to do crafts and do our recordings. Right. Um, and it's still not usable. Um, it's still office space. We haven't gotten to the point yet where we can find people, find places for people to go. Um, Cause we still want to kind of keep people separated um, to stay safe. And um, so Vicki and I kind of uh, designed our own space, our own maker space. Right. Yeah. We, we had a staff member that was using this area while our new bathrooms were under construction. So she had to locate up here, but when she moved back down to her office space, this sort of became empty and we saw the shelves and we saw the windows and we saw an opportunity. So very sneakily, I think we kind of moved <laughs> our crafts from the crowded old maker space, which was becoming office space and said, let's just bring them up here to breathe and see if we could start something, whether it be remote crafting or, you know, uh, doing some videos and some instructions somehow to get to get what we had rolling back going again. Definitely. And what happened was, as we started to make this space that you can see behind us, uh, we realized that we had quite a few things gathered from our own collection. We're avid crafters from what we had started before, and we thought why not make this a library craft corner? And uh, in the meantime, people had been talking to us as we started to slowly reopen. We, are you gonna do your craft series again? Right. What can we do? So before we can actually come up with a new makerspace for the public, one that's safe, one that's open and the, the, um, the ball is rolling on that. It's, it's not official yet, but it's in our plans for the future we need to do something. So we're making craft kits to go. And Jerry and I have already started to do things uh, that we're calling crafting with intention, um, right. making things that we can make from stuff that you have at home and repurpose crafts. So we wanted to talk a little bit today about what, what that is. And I think when people were home, we actually knew, know that there's a thing called crafting through quarantine. In fact, somebody wrote a book about it, and I'll show oh, you this book title. that you can check out. Yeah. Um, and families were working together. They got a little sick of board games and yep. television. So we're hoping that the crafts that we're going to show you that are in our books for checkout today 
we're not just going to be for adults, but for mm -hmm. families to do and use things they have around the house. Right. And this was kind of an inspiration to this book. It's uh, Simply Living Well um, by Julia Watkins. Um, and it has all kinds of different um, ideas in here for um, echo living. Oh, that um, looks great. Re yeah. Reusing um, items that you have at home for other yeah. purposes. Um, so, I mean, it looks really, it, it has a lot of really interesting things in here. Health, beauty, safety. Yeah. You know, right. herbal medicine. It's it, you know, the page I just if you saw. can find it here in the library, yeah. you're lucky because usually I have it checked out or another <laughs> staff member. But <laughs> no, there were several copies yeah, in the consortium. Really nice pictures and things. Yeah. Lovely book. But I did a little. Uh, I did a little craft repurposing myself this morning. I had some old old masks that were uh the oh. cloth had worn out but the elastic was still good and since they were the longer around the head elastics i transformed the elastics for masks made out of new cloth for ear loops since those are shorter there so you go. A, very, right. a very covid craft repurposing event there you go. Well, <laughs> for me well, this morning well we have we have this book here um I mean, masks haven't gone away and they probably yeah. won't go away for a while. Yeah, um, yeah, not fully. It's hard to see this with the glare. Mm. But this oh, was a book is. that we have. It's uh, face masks, masks, scrub caps, arm slings, and more. Oh, nice. Um, book. And it, it has all kinds of directions on how to make make them. When, yeah. when COVID first hit, Jerry and I hit the airwaves with a little video of how to make face masks. Yeah. But at the time we were taking fabric that we had at home or extra right. fabric, but we've gotten even more stingy or grinchy about <laughs> trying to really be intentional. Right. Not just yeah. because we want to be um, cognizant of saving things, but also because people weren't getting to the store. Right. You couldn't get to the fabric store, either they weren't open or you didn't feel safe. So it was fun to scavenge around your craft mm -hmm. room. Or for, for me, I went to my grandmother's sewing box because there was no elastic to be found when we were right. first doing masks. Yeah. And I literally found elastic that was so old that I was like, please have some gift to it. And that's where people ended up finding yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But if we have time, we want to show you the two crafts that we put together for our first craft to go kit. One yeah. is a soap holder, hard to see, but it's a folded washcloth. You only use half a washcloth for this. Holds with a little ribbon and a bar yeah. of soap, which we're putting in the kit. And the other is a, it's sort of like what you used reusable, to call a toppy brush. Yeah. Um, reusable sponge with a scrubber on it. Yeah, that's great. It won't smell bad. And the scrubby side is actually something that we recycled from a fruit bag. That's great because you couldn't, I mean, the fruit, the, bag wouldn't yeah. Be, yeah, the fruit bag wouldn't be recyclable otherwise. So it's right, great right. that, you know, for things so, that aren't recyclable, when you can find a reuse, better. The fabric we used was just scraps that we had yeah. from other fabric, other projects. Mm, that we had little perfect. projects. It's got, it has some um, cotton batting in it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times like uh, Vicky quilts too. Right. Um, you've got maybe a little piece left. You don't really want to throw it away, but this is something perfect. So it's yeah. got three three layers of cotton. Yeah, that, yeah there's yeah. our scraps. So you drop <laughs> them off. Yeah. Um, and then we use the fruit bag, two layers right. of the fruit bag on here, which is nice and scrubby. Yeah. What a great idea. Use, yeah. And the other other sponge we have, we used um, 
tool tool on mm, it, which yep. also has the nice scrubbing of right. But you know, if you don't have something that matches like orange from the from the uh, clementine bag, yeah. You know, you might want to so basically it. in the bag i mean if you have a sewing machine at home yeah. you can do either of these projects but honestly they're so little you could sew them by hand if you you if, could sew them by hand i don't sew i sew a lot by hand i'm, but I'm, I'm with saying, jerry there i don't have the patience for hand sewing i'll i'll do it for I'm something really a, small um, if i have to but i could live on a prairie in a little house but <laughs> <laughs> she'd have to have a sewing machine yeah. but. well you know in in the little house books they do get a sewing machine like just just around the time when laura gets married and moves out that's when i could live on the prairie there you go. <laughs> with the foot, with the yeah when the sewing like, machines come into you I, I, I would like to churn the butter too i think yeah. anyway, <laughs> in the bag, we'll have yeah. the washcloth yeah the two sets of directions, one for each, yeah. which Jerry and I kind of modified. And I will say we got these online. We didn't yeah. come up with these ourselves, but um, so the bar of soap, soap and a ribbon. And a ribbon yeah. to go with the, the soap. And the fabric that you need. We didn't include thread because you might have your, you know, everyone has thread. And right. so we have the two pieces of um, tool. Yeah. Three pieces of the cotton batting. Yeah. And then two pieces of fabric. Yeah. We didn't, I didn't match them, but they coordinate, but they don't match. But I, I thought think that that's was, more fun. Yeah. yeah. And we're basically working on a zero budget here, right. our very minimal budget. And I'd like to say a word about that because our, our main source of funding for any um, craft, crafting and things we were doing in the makerspace was generous funding by the Friends of the Library, right? and their book sales have been put on hold for the right. time being. So that was another reason we needed to get creative about mm -hmm. how we were going to fund um, these craft programs before we'd say to the friends, we need a little money, we're going to do this, this, and this. So we took yeah. our supplies and said, um, we'll, we'll use the resources we have, the books, uh, the things we can do online, the mm -hmm. stuff we had already bought, but a big shout out to the Friends of the Library for yeah, everything they have given us so far. And absolutely. I know how much they support this programming. And we have a lot of stuff to keep going for quite some time. Yes. But we're really looking forward to the time when they can um, start raising funds again for our book right. sales. Well, and I, I think by the time this episode is, is airing, by the time hopefully our listeners are hearing this, we will be almost ready to be starting book donations again, or to start 6th. accepting those again. Yes, yes. hopefully July 6th, July 6th is our so, target date. Um, so if you're listening to this and it's after that date, feel free to drop by you with, your, with your book <laughs> that are in good condition. <laughs> if you listen to it before, just wait till July Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not ready yet. But yeah, once that date rolls around, come on by and uh, yeah, I'm sure the friends will be happy to, happy to get back to accepting the donations, sorting them and preparing for an eventual book sale. Right, right. Um, the, these bags, we have 10 of these bags of yep. these kits that are ready to go. Um, so once this podcast airs, yep. um, we would like people to email us at crafts at mhl.org. And the email right. will come to Vicki and, and myself and, um, and reserve your bag. We only have 10. Yep. So the first 10 people that reserve it, get it. And we will put it in the grab and go. Okay, great. 
and I'll, I'll make sure to include that in the show notes too. So anyone listening, if you know, if you don't have pen and paper to hand to note down the email, crafts at mhl.org, uh, that will, you know, that will be in the notes for this podcast episode, which you can find either in the podcatcher where you're listening to this or on our website um, at mhl.org slash podcast. And if you go back in some of the old videos, I'm sorry. No, no, I know you were right. going to no, talk, no, no, no. <laughs> I interrupt all the time, so go ahead. <laughs> if you go back into some of the old videos, not the podcast, but some of the old videos, right. you'll find our, our mask making video. Yeah. And we also did, I think it was like November, December, we did a, um, a reading pillow or pocket pillow. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, the pumpkin burlap um, wall hanging. Yeah. So yeah. If, if people want to refer back to those and see some of the other crap things that we've done, um, they can also. Definitely. I'll link to that as well so people can find it a little easier. Excellent. Um, yeah, we were on quite a roll before the pandemic hit. Right. We did lights in a bottle. We did some bead uh, workshops, very basic. Yeah. But we were going to build on those, and we had a bit of a following. Um, and yeah. we were as disappointed as everyone else. However, the space where the makerspace was was very inconvenient. Yeah. It was just a start. And going forward, the big plan is to have a makerspace in a, in a more public area that has windows and where you can see what's going on in there. So the plans are, like I said, out there somewhere. And, yeah. it, you know, it's a reality. It's just a matter of getting them rolling again. So right. I did want to mention, and hopefully you can see uh, the books. Yep. that we have and the many, many resources in the library. Um, the only unfortunate thing that I think happens with our craft collection is in the dead zone, I call of the library. Yeah. yeah. It's very far back on the ground floor uh, near our alcove space, but yeah. it's close to our brand new gorgeous sculpture, our yeah. sculpture in metal. And so if you're taking a look at that from the ground floor, just to the left, is our enormous uh, selection of craft books. And we have a, an A-frame display of our brand new ones. Right. But we pulled some of our uh, newer and uh, pop, more popular ones. and favorite yep. books. They're in the 700s and we just have so many. We have a, a very valuable and huge collection yeah. of yeah. craft books. And I wanted to mention too, at the at the um, crafts at mhl.org, we're welcome people are welcome to send Jerry or me a craft question if they want to right. or an idea oh, that's a great for service. A program. Yeah. Uh, we would love that. We inspire each other and we are always looking for something to try. If I try something, she's at Joanne's in an hour yeah. getting the fabric to <laughs> copy me. And we don't consider sure. it copying. We consider it like, Oh my God, did you try that? Exactly. So, um, or um, at Michael's getting paint for our paint for yeah. it. We do. Oh, this this will be something we'll probably do a video of. I don't think yep. we'll be able to include it in like a grab and go bag. Right. Because the paint's expensive. Yeah. And you need a bit of but it. We'll show you how to do it. But, we painted rocks. We painted rocks. We did uh, rock art. We did yeah. quite a lot of different nice. things. And we really enjoy trying new things. But yeah. Certainly, we did some basic um, wool applique. Yeah. We did some zippered pouches. We did handbags. Rock pictures. Um, yeah, we, we, we really, um, 
we got it going, but yeah. again, right, um, and that we'll was all that was over. all pre-COVID, right? It was right. And, yeah. to give that an idea of yeah. what was happening. Another thing we'd like to mention is our fabulous database. This sounds like an infomercial, but it really mm -hmm. isn't. It's called Creative Bug. Yeah. And if you're an Andover Library card holder, it is one of the best databases we have for crafting. Yeah, really, we've gotten we've pulled a bunch of um, their projects there for our uh, makerspace yeah. workshops. They so, really have wonderful yeah. uh, teachers and tutors, and they try new things, and they're slow and and very easy to follow and then you can go more advanced but you do need to be a library card an andover library card right holder. uh we just think it's fabulous and the fact that we can purchase it and make it available to our uh patrons is amazing yeah. it really is a great resource i feel like sometimes when people hear database they get you know they get scared or intimidated because you know if it is like a traditional academic database that can be a little hard to navigate but Creative Bug is not set up it's like fun. that for anyone who's it's listening all and curious. Fun. And it, it really, right. and yeah, it, it's got knitting, sewing, right. crochet, paper yep. machine, everything. Um, yeah. oh, we did a workshop on um, like it's um, pure like fun and three three D stuff. Yes, yeah. uh, just kind of like putting stuff on right. You know, um, on a on a on a canvas um yep. they're layering and i mean yeah, you can really I mean, yeah. search anything and they add new content all the time and i really yep. feel like it's managed well that if they don't get a lot of hits on something it's out of there right. we did jewelry and yeah. so you know the fact that we could purchase that and make it available especially during covid was um a yeah. really valuable thing and yeah. we did renew it this year because yeah. i just made Excellent. the bill for it so <laughs> yeah. the teachers are I mean, they're, they're really, really good. Um, yeah. But the, what's good about it is when you're trying to learn something like to knit or to crochet, right. um, you could stop the video, yeah, go back a little bit mm -hmm. and pick up and see where you, you know, uh, missed. And, and it's right. nice. And, and it's got, they do it in chapters. So um, you have a materials list you can um, download and print out a PDF or you can actually even download the script of the yeah, person. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And you can also download, um, what was I going to say, the materials list? Did I say that? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Something. The instructions. Oh, the instructions. That's yeah. what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you could go chapter by chapter. Yeah. It's that is really bit, helpful. Um, more formal than YouTube and mm. um, better vetted and right. just better presented, I think. So yeah. if you really want to learn something in YouTube, everything is like, ah. And, right. you know a million different ways to do it but this is a a, a real tutorial that right. we're really yeah. yeah we love it yeah so let me um let's move the, the uh camera around a little bit and just kind of give you a quick little tour of our little room our Definitely. space and while you're so, starting that we should add for anyone listening who's curious why this won't be the space for in-person programming it's because it's also in an inaccessible part of the building that really couldn't be used for anything else. Right. Right. And there's no elevator actually. Right. right. There's, yeah. there's no elevator and it's kind of hidden up above the circulation desk. Right. But it gives us a chance to be able to put these together. Exactly. And make right. videos and, and put kids together. And the two of us can barely fit here together at the same time. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see. So over here, we have our supplies and we have fabrics and stuff that we've been collecting and uh, yeah. we have other 
other supplies. Oh, yes, right here. Oh, yeah. Um, this is nice. This is a new brother sewing machine. This will be going into our library of things collection so people can borrow it. That's and, exciting. Do we, do we know when that's going to be available roughly? Like this summer? We think a week or two at that most. We yeah. have to get little cases for all the accessories right. and get them cataloged. Right. Yep. That's yeah. exciting. So hopefully by the time people are listening to this episode, the sewing machine may be ready to borrow. And if it isn't, Definitely. it should be it should be shortly. And if you're a quilter, it does come with an extension um, too. So and it has all kinds of really neat decorative stitches mm -hmm. as well. Um, there's 59 stitches. Different wow. stitches. On that note, I just want to mention that in addition to these books and, and the sewing machine and other, you know, creative bug and other resources, we have a couple of craft to go kits that come in bags. One right. is for rug hooking, one is for wool applique, which is beginning uh, hand stitching, mm -hmm. and the third one is for knitting. Yeah. I think that there's a pad, there's a, um, in the wool applique, you can make this. this. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But, um, you know, they have been slow to circulate because right. we just got them up and ready to go out when COVID hit and then people couldn't come in and get them. Right. The other thing is, if you do take them out, if you want to borrow them, you can take them out. And if you have any questions, again, you can email Jerry yeah. or me and we'll we'll help you through those. But they are kids yeah. with a hoop to learn how to rug hook. So it's sort of a try before you buy kind of thing. Yeah, if you're in the market great. to get a new sewing machine, mm -hmm. try this one first. It was not that expensive. Yeah. We, we really did our homework before we purchased this. Yeah. Right? Or if you're someone like me, my sewing machine is um, from 1981. Yeah. Oh my. I have some yes, it's older than I, I am. In the eighties, though, to myself, I loved it. I didn't yeah. want to give it up. It's uh, my aunt. My aunt upgraded, and you know, she got a newer one. She didn't need this one anymore. It's the same model as my mother, you know, had. So it's oh. the same that I learned to sew on. But you know, I could imagine if I wanted to do some fancier stitches, maybe you or know, a project. Right. right. Or a bigger project. I don't need to buy a new machine because I could borrow this one, you know, to right. to do the functions that the uh, the vintage model I have maybe doesn't. Well, the offer. funniest thing you'll know if you have a new machine, I mean, if you're trying out a new machine, mine was an old Kenmore, weighed about 700 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Mine is also a Kenmore. Like, oh, it's so yeah. lightweight and plastic. It's great. Yeah, yeah, mine mine is also an old Kenmore, which I don't even know if they still make sewing machines. I think they don't the die. Mine, mine's, they a, do mine's die. a Kenmore, my old one. Yeah, is a Kenmore, and um, I mean it's sturdy. Yeah, right. yeah, it works. It works. It's just finding the little the right parts for it if they break. That's yeah. The I I had to get my aunt only sent like two bobbins with it. Uh, so, oh yeah. And don't the only place them. I could find bobbins, well, I found a new pack of ten on eBay. I mean knew it was you know unopened from probably also 1981 or so but <laughs> and you didn't pay a thousand dollars for them oh it was you know i found it on ebay for 40 dollars. it was the only one and i'm like i'm just gonna it. buy it because yeah. i really need more than two bobbins and, uh, oh, yeah. i'm like who knows when i'm gonna find you know maybe another one will come up for sale eventually but it yeah. was uh it was beginning of the pandemic i was getting back into sewing and i was like let's you know who knows well, how long we'll be making that, masks for. Let's just the, get There have been some silver linings, I think, with yeah. the pandemic. And one of them, I think, was uh, bringing people back to uh, more meditative yeah. 
things in life, mm-hmm. uh, more slowing down enough right. that they actually wanted some tangible hobbies and things to do, things to calm them down, like yeah. knitting and sewing. And I, I met a lot of people who said, you know, I was so nervous or I was home. I needed to do something besides read and watch TV. So there, there is a little bit of a crafting renaissance going on and yes. uh, we're excited about that. Yeah. And we want to be part of it because we just have so many resources. We might as well do mm-hmm. something with it. And they have two avid crafters on the staff, so they yeah. might as well get their well, money's worth too. out of us. No, we have more than two. Yeah. We just they just have two hams on on the <laughs> right. staff that are really <laughs> It's true. Fun. We do have a few other avid crafters on staff and some semi-avid crafters, which is where I would where I would class myself. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's you know, it's exciting to be able I, I sewed more when I lived at home, you know, when I was younger, because my mom had a sewing machine. I, you know, then I lived in places, apartments that were too small to, you know, to make it make sense. Or I was in grad school, I was too busy. And it was really nice to be able to, to get back into that now that I have a sewing machine again. And well, you know, people feel good about making yeah. these sustainable things. I right. think they, right. they're teaching their children that, mm-hmm. you know, and I teach my children too. If a button breaks, you don't need to buy a new exactly. pair of pants. Right. I, I think that kind of thinking is a little shameful now, you know, right. um, your hem falls off and you say, mm-hmm. oh, I can't wear those pants anymore, but you really can. You can yeah. figure yeah. out how to sew them. And so and, and Actually, then just, there's just a, this morning, I fixed a hem before coming in on my really? shirt. But, well, isn't yeah, there a I mean, sense of pride with that too? There was. That and, to do it. This was kind of a temporary fix because I was rushing to get out the door and Right. Uh, you know, I was able to just do a few. I did. I did do some hand sewing, not my favorite, but I did a. You know, just well, there are times really, when you have to. There are times when you have to, and you know, it had been a blind hem before, invisible, and I'm like, I I don't have the skill for that, but I can do a few small stitches yeah, you know. here and there, just to just as a temporary measure, so that I could wear it today. I've hemmed then, a few things for people around here. Trust yeah, me, we yeah. both not them mending. Yeah, but it is it is really own. satisfying to be able to do your own mending, especially if it it's is. a piece of clothing that you really love and you don't want to have to get rid of it. You know, you can't right. replace it exactly. Right. It's great to, you know, even the old sewing machine I have, and I'm sure the new one we have, has like a mending stitch so that yes. it's, it's a bigger, yeah. you know, if it's a bigger rip or tear or you just like me really hate hand sewing, you know, you can actually mend using the sewing machine and... uh you know, and it's it's a great way to save something, especially, you know, the mending stitch isn't the most aesthetically pleasing I've found, but I've done it for like, oops, I cut my dish rag on the new really sharp, like kitchen scissors or knife. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really care what the dish rag mend looks like. It doesn't yeah, have right, to look exactly. great. It just needs to not have a hole in it. Right. Well, talking about <laughs> sentimental. I'm hoping no. that we can do a craft where we could take a, a shirt for a loved mm. one that passed away. Jerry's sister does this and makes, you know, pillows or keepsakes yeah. and repurpose things for sentimental value. Yeah. That would really be something mm-hmm. kind of fun and meaningful too. So that's what we mean when we say crafting with intention, Definitely, you know, for gift or. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we found this other book, uh, Fun with Family Photos when we were looking at craft books. And this is Fun with Family Photos by Jennifer and Leslie Barry. And it has all different kinds of projects you could do um, with photographs. Yeah. So, um, you know, you oh, can put great. it in, in frames. You can, this one is where they took a photograph and made it different colors. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so there's a lot of different things you could do. And um, one of the things that I'm actually working on now, um, and I think Vicki might make one too, is I have a new grandson um, yeah. that my daughter's adopting. He's six and he likes to play with matchbox mm -hmm. cars. So I made a, I bought a couple yards of fabric that have the little roads on it. Oh, that's and fun. Yeah. And I lined it and backed it. And, um, and then what I did was I took pictures of my house, mm -hmm. his other grandparents' house yeah. and, and his house, so and I'm going to iron them on to the map. Oh, so he so can cute. go, he can go home. He can go to grandma's house. He can yeah. go to Amy and Papa's house. Yeah. Um, you know, put a school on it. Oh, what a great idea. That's so fun. So again, that's intentional play yep. and imagination. And yeah. And what's nice is it can we just roll it right up, mm -hmm. you know, and, and take it with us if we, right. you know, if I, if I travel with my daughter and son-in-law and, yeah. and grandson or, yeah. you know, something that we can take. Yeah, so, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's so nice to be able to make something for someone that, you know, that will actually sort of get active use rather than maybe the more passive use of a decoration. Right. Yeah. Um, that's great. That sounds like a really fun project. Um, and, you know, the other great thing about being able to reuse photographs that way is that photo paper generally is not recyclable. So even though it's paper, right. it seems like something that can go in the recycling bin. Right. You know, it really, it can't. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be recycled. And so if you can find a way to, you know, another use to make that live it's on true. for a little longer and get more enjoyment out of it, so it's much true. better. Yeah. So we were able to, to actually print those on yeah. printable fabric. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's neat. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Is that something that people, I mean, obviously not could do on our public printers. I'm sure they're not capable no, of that. Okay, so that would be something that people would want to look into on their home printers. Right, and right. when we get At our makerspace, our new makerspace, yep. um, I'm sure our inkjet printer, the one we have in the library, will probably live there. Right. Uh, on that note, the equipment that we had in our makerspace, we had a lot. We had yeah. a vinyl cutter, we have a poster printer, we have a vinyl press, we oh, have right, our own sewing machine. Yeah. So that equipment is just dying to be yeah. used. So there's no way that a public library is going to let that equipment just sit right. and get dusty. So as soon as as soon as possible, and yeah. and there are a lot of people in town and a lot of residents that are behind this initiative to get this makerspace going, and um, we're we're pushing it too. We yeah. people are. We're so lucky to, to have the support of the town as, you know, as well as residents, you know, the kind of town government, but residents of the town and of course, yeah. you know, everyone here at the library too. We are, we're looking forward to when we can actually make that happen. So in the meantime, you know, crafts have not stopped at the library. Right. They just went on vacation, yeah. like the rest of the world, but we're back. We're excited. <laughs> we're yeah. we're going to do it. Like we are doing it now. We think life yeah. this past year anyway. Right. So, you know, so do you, we don't, do we don't want to stop yeah. offering these things. So no, this is exactly. the way we're doing it. Yeah. So do you anticipate having like after this first set of the 10 crafts to go bags are gone? Oh yeah. We're working on the next one already. Yeah. So it'll, so and that'll be a different craft. It right. will be a different craft yeah. and it will be something with uh, usefulness and purpose. Yeah. The next one we were thinking of doing a wellness one. Yeah. We're going to work on like a, you know, health healthy beauty kind of thing yeah. and uh, this is more of a household one right. you know for your bathroom or your right. kitchen but we're not sure what we're doing next we can't yeah. commit um 
just because it's summer and vacation time and we're covering shifts for other people. So yeah. we're going to see how quickly these 10 um, craft kits go out yeah. um, as we publicize them and yeah. then slowly work. As you can see, we both actually have other jobs in the library. Right. <laughs> we have to kind of do those. But in the meantime, in our, you know, in our few hours a week that we have dedicated to this, yeah. we work as hard as we can to um, make this make make people happy they don't just always check out books sometimes exactly yeah right. I know it's it's wonderful that we are again thanks to the generosity of the town that we are well staffed enough that you know that staff members can have exactly. other projects in addition to you know sort of what most people would see as like the typical librarian duties or the typical you know the typical right. staff duties it's not I mean like this podcast like your craft right right right, right you know, yep. like a lot of the other things that we offer, we're, we're lucky to be able to do that. Um, and the support of the director who trusts yes. that we're not going to just fool around when we're down here. She knows yeah. that we, we um, have the vested interests of the community and we're exactly. really always trying new things just to see right. if, they, if they take off. And if yeah. they right. didn't, then we wouldn't keep doing it. So Right, uh, exactly. I mean, because, you know, that's sort of the other part of what libraries do. It's not just lending out materials, but right. creating kind of, you know, a space for community members to interact right. with each other, to learn new things, to kind of enrich their lives. You well, know, teens the and children have always done this. And, exactly. and the thing is, I feel like adults have been a little bit overlooked. And when right. we started it, they were mm-hmm. like, ooh, this is for us. And yeah. you know, they wore their little badge and they came down and they were really excited. Yeah, because once we, once we started, you know, having patrons come back in the library, we saw, you know, um, a lot of our um following follow yeah mm-hmm. all the, a lot of the people that used to come to our craft right. groups like you know what are you gonna do what are you doing mm-hmm. you know when will we be able to come back and and do you know projects have a craft group right. and, and some wanted us to do them outside which isn't really feasible bringing all this stuff out yeah. you never know what the weather's going to be like you don't know what the weather is going to so, be like and you know out of the many things we're blessed with here good outdoor space is not one of them no. No, you're right. We, we have and a lot going for us, but we, we don't have done these programs right before we actually right. had the maker space. Right. We had, uh, you know, scheduled our other meeting space. Mm-hmm. But right now, that other meeting space is really coveted for meetings that were postponed for right. meetings that couldn't happen. So there's no way we're going to be able to do a lot right. of fun yeah. things while right. people are catching up with their important meetings. So exactly, we're going we're gonna to do the virtual stuff mm-hmm. and the crafts to go for a while and then we'll see what happens yeah well I mean I think the videos will be great too because you know a lot of times with in-person programs if it doesn't work with your schedule especially for yeah. people who are working right. you know then it's nice to be able to at least have the video to kind of watch and you're so user. used to this format yeah. Stephanie that yeah. they just turn Everybody. it on and they're like you know okay exactly yeah. it'll be so you know I think as much as it'll be great to get back to in-person programming, which I know we're all looking forward to, there's, I guess what we were saying earlier, sort of another silver lining is that, you know, yeah. for people whose who's schedules just don't line up with what we're able to offer here, it's nice yeah. to have the... Well, we still be able to participate app. even right. though, right. you know, because, I mean, they'll be able to look at the, you know, the, the video, the podcast or whatever right. later on. Exactly. At their, at their leisure. Exactly. And, you know, yeah, and watch, hopefully, you know, the craft videos that you have, watch those at their leisure, email you, email you with questions, all mm-hmm, that. Right. Um, so it'll right. be, it's nice to have kind of that mix. I think it's, 
I think sort of one of the upsides is of virtual programming is that it showed librarians what's really possible, you know? Wow. Um, oh, yeah. You know, some things that just wouldn't, you know, like to get the big name authors, well, that's maybe not feasible in person mm -hmm. just because they have such a hefty travel fee, you know. Right, right. But, you know, so for some of that kind of stuff or to get multiple libraries to partner together so that each library can pay, you know, what would be unattainable for a big author like James Patterson, uh, you know, each library can pay a fraction of the cost and there's right. not a question of like well where physically is it going to be that's fair for all these libraries and you can have you know instead of a hundred people you can have five six hundred right people. right a crowd that's that would it. never fit into any public library around here right. and jerry's worked here a long time yeah. I've, I've worked here more than 15 years so we have a little bit of a relationship with some of the patrons right. they're really comfortable chatting with us when they see us yeah. or emailing us yeah. So it's not a formal thing where, right. you know, we'll get back to you when you email us, maybe not that day, but maybe the next mm -hmm. day. So we really, really like it. We're, we like you to ask us, what books would you recommend? Yeah. I'm working on this project. Do you have a website that, you know, so please yeah. ask us. We, we like doing it. I mean, the, the craft books are great. Um, the one problem is, is that they're very thin. Yeah. And so to go down there and browse through them can be difficult. Yeah. So if somebody's looking for something specific, I mean, yeah, we kind of know their collection. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to. I'd love to get a list too of the books that you talked um, that you talked about in this episode, so that we can post that with the episode as well. Oh, sure. So for yeah. anyone listening who's yeah. like, "Oh, that book sounded so great," but you know, I've already forgotten the title. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll add a list. Our favorites are here. Yeah, and this yeah. one was fun too. We did a, a knot time thing, Ooh. and this was a fun book, a knot a day. Yeah. And, um, we did. We made you know, keychains and lanyards. Mm -hmm. This one's good too. This one's got yeah. a lot of fun stuff in it that you could do. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. You can judge a book by its cover or not. Um, mm -hmm. we, when we read through the collection occasionally, we'll look at it and say, oh, I know why this one didn't go out. The cover's not that attractive, right. but we'll open it and say, oh no, this is a Bible on that right. subject. But uh, this one was so much fun during the, um, this is, 50 fat quarter toys, but if you are a uh, quilter or you sew, yeah. you know that a fat quarter is a certain cut. Most of us have a lot of fat quarters. Yeah. You take this book out and say, oh my gosh, I can do 50 things with all this stuff that I have. And it was meaty. And yeah. every single pattern in here was good, fun. And the, what I liked about the back of it, every pattern was true to size. You didn't have to shrink it down. Oh, that's nice. That is, and that's a, that's a huge plus if you don't yeah. have to go to Staples and enlarge a pattern or something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, I cataloged that book and it looked very nice at the time. It's a good one. <laughs> I remember from cataloging it. Yeah. And we've got two new books on paint pouring too, yeah. which, um, you know, is this. Right. Yeah. That's so beautiful. A little messy, but it's yeah. fun to do. And um, there's all kinds of things that you could do. This I mean that's really pretty. Mm, yeah. So, that's um, yeah. So there's there's we've got you know paint pouring books. Yeah. Um, We're doing things by the way too that are very um, cost efficient even right. for ourselves. Drying drying um, herbs is something that we yeah. kind of do and oh yeah we try new things. Um, we we're not neither of us is into buying really expensive supplies. Right. 
or ingredients to try mm-hmm. something. Figure out a little bit of a cheaper way to do it. Yeah, Pinterest, yeah. Pinterest is uh We have a Pinterest page. The yeah. library has a Pinterest yeah. page. Yeah. We should mention. Oh, I didn't know that. We do. We, we, we do. Yeah. Um, we sure to link to that also. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's got all kinds of reading suggestions yeah. on it too. But we also have a craft, right. craft um, bulletin board that we yeah. put all of our, in all of our crafts that we've done. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. actually a good thing we mentioned that. You yeah, see. I mean, I know a lot of people use Pinterest to get inspiration and ideas, so it's great that we have that, and uh, yeah. we'll definitely, yeah. definitely share that link too, um, for sure. So, were there any other craft highlights that you wanted to hit? Well, let's let's look down here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we've got all of our bags. Yep. Ready to go. Excellent. Um, this right here is that um, that bottle light we we're talking about. Oh yeah. In it and it's got lights. I think the battery's yeah, dead. The, uh, and this is the Boston skyline. Yeah. And um, it's painted white with stars, so the stars yeah. light up. This was a fun craft. Yeah. Oh, it does work. The lights do work, but I don't know if you can actually tell. Might be too bright to see the light working, but that's fun. Yeah. We did some simple beads and things and yeah. things and, you know, it's not all in one place because we had a little bit of a display at one time, but right. trying to give you a little overview. Yeah, we I mean, that seems... garden one time. Oh, yeah, that was fun. We did mm. some, like I said, some market bags. People yeah. brought in their own fabric. Yeah, we had a big thing of... Um, Somebody donated a, a big mm. bulk of fabric, so we oh, made that's great. market bags. Yeah. Yeah, we try to be a little conscious, a little socially conscious. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's fantastic. I think this is really a great overview of, you know, of what we offer in in crafts for adults. Like you said, you know, kids yeah. and kind of have been the focus. Yeah, they have. You know, but we have crafts for adults too, whether it's the kits or the sewing machine in the library of things or, you right. know, the the let's say grab and go bags that you'll be doing for adults to, to take. And these are safe too. We, we yeah. are thinking of things down the road that we're not putting any needles or right. sharp implements so that, or anything toxic in these. If right. we do down the road, there will be a big warning yeah. thing in the bag. And yeah, we'd be sure you know, because we talked right. about doing um, punch needle or felt mm. with the needle yeah. and, you know, we want to make sure at the beginning, at least, these are crafts that you could do with, with children. Definitely. Um, Which um, We want them to teach the children. That's right. kind of the point. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great idea to be able to do that with kids or grandkids yeah. and kind of learn together about some of these things. I think that's a, that's a really great idea. Um, yeah. So, so if we don't have anything else to add, then I think we'll no. wrap it up. Excellent. We'll wrap Excellent. it up for this episode. Um, Thank and you. Yeah, for people who are interested in learning more about crafting, asking craft questions, or signing up for one of those first 10 craft bags, the email is crafts at mhl.org. Like I said, that will be included in the show notes, too, with a bunch of links to the other things that we've talked about, books, resources, Pinterest page. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, then I assume you found us somewhere. Our home is at mhl.org slash podcasts, but you can also listen, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And uh, if you have general podcast questions, you can send those to our desk at mhl.org or call the reference desk or come in and talk to us in person. So thanks, Jerry and Vicki, for being on this episode. And uh, 
hope to catch you all soon. Okay. All see right. you later. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.